Welcome to CD Reads, your beginner's guide to the wacky world of erotic romance. I'm Kelly. I'm Becca. Welcome back. Another quarantine episode. I have just polished off a bottle of wine. I don't know about you guys. Quarantine is great. Everything is good. The world is so good right now. (laughs) Nothing's falling apart. That's what we tell ourselves. We cry ourselves to sleep saying, I manifested this. It's all, this is all my vision board for 2020. <laughs> well, it's exciting to be back. Um, I know our fan really has been hankering for all of the episodes <laughs> we haven't been cranking out, but we're here, we're queer, and we're ready to talk about some more romance Hell yeah. So this was one of the best things we've read in a long time. Yes. This was so good. Um, I think it might be my favorite thing we've read. Yeah. I can't remember how I... I feel like I stumbled across this just seeing it posted on Twitter and looked up the description and it just looked like it was ticking all of my boxes. Like it just sounded amazing. Yeah, when we originally um, got the idea to do this podcast, I remember that like it started because we were reading about bear shifters and we were just like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> but then um, I remember you and I made a spreadsheet of all the different kinds of things that we wanted to read about because we weren't mm-hmm. just looking for like the straight white uh, vanilla experience. We were trying to find like all the supernatural and alien angles, different um, cultures, different sexualities, and it was <sighs> the search was a little disheartening. I I thought with regards to like uh, race more than sexuality, and so we actually yeah, have some I, non-white people to talk about today. Yeah, it it felt like no matter what sort of crazy animal people were shifting into that the human version of them was always a fucking white blonde girl yeah and and always a buff white dude and there just was no variation and yeah it it was really disappointing yeah especially when we're we're looking at something because it's wacky and you would think why can't everyone else join in on the fun you know yeah just the reaches of the patriarchy and white supremacy hit everything, everything. including weird bear erotic form. romance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like, I remember that you and I had made a, like a point that we really wanted to find some diversity. Like we wanted some queer stories. We wanted some trans stories. We wanted like different people of color and anything that we found, I feel like, cause we did find things, but I remember there was one book that we stopped reading cause it felt very token tokenistic yeah like and that's not what we're looking for we're not looking for like here's a kink about this sort of thing we're looking for here are human beings of a diverse background enjoying kinks that are unrelated to right or or not you know solely dependent on their race or their gender or or their preference or whatever exactly it's not a yeah it's not a token it's not a kink you're just people being people and that's just another like stuff you like to do yeah that's just another part of their characterization but like yeah when it becomes 
like a stereotype or stuff. That's just that's just no fun. But we found it. Where I should say Becca found it. Um, and I'm very <laughs> glad that she did because it crosses. Yeah, checks off so many boxes. We have uh two Latina women, so it's both queer and you know women of color. But then it also like um. I don't know if anyone. It takes place at motherfucking Great British Bake Off. Fucking not literally, amen. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> not literally. They call no, it something different, but that's baking exactly what it is. Yeah, holiday baking challenge. Challenge. That's yeah. It. Um, in Scotland before Christmas. So if you like those Hallmark movies where some white lady gets swept off her feet and realizes she needs to quit her high power job and move to Ohio. <laughs> this is the book for you. If you uh, want to read like some good lesbian romance, this is for you. If you want to uh, read about the immigrant experience and like it's how, you know, d- different ways to tackle it, it. This is for you. So this just checked everything. Plus there's like a lot of descriptions about food yeah so good i want a cookbook based on this book this is not the first time we've said this either about like there was a previous book and i don't remember what it was um i remember because i we had spent so long since we did this that i went and Mm -hmm. listened to like the first episode that we did so i could remember how to be a person uh oh was it one of the it was one of the bear shifter books the alpha's heir Okay. Where the the main woman was like, she worked in a bar and she wanted to start a catering business, and all of her food sounded really good too. <laughs> That's amazing. Maybe this can just be something we do. We can put out a cookbook based on the romance sexy novels that we read. Cookbook based on sexy yeah. recipes. <laughs> that so this sense. book is called Mangoes and Mistletoe. Before I forget to say that. Oh yes, I've already written by I'd Adriana Herrera. Yes. <laughs> It's available on Amazon and probably other places, too, if you don't want to give money to Jeff Bezos. Fuck that guy. Yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, so let's talk about this book. I loved it. I loved it so very much. Yeah. So okay. I didn't write a lot of notes because I was just telling Kelly I have been burned so many times by taking too many notes and then it takes me an absolute eternity to get through something we're reading because I'm just constantly writing. And then I write down a bunch of details that are so unimportant. (laughs) So I was trying to just hit the highlights. So I feel like I'm going to have a lot of gaps to fill in. Um, And it's also been a little while since I've read it. But that's okay. I just freshly reread it um, the other day. Oh, okay. Oh, because I think we talk about this. I don't take notes when I read it. I just read it. You read like a goddamn speed demon. I do. I I wish I could read that fast. Like... Uh, yeah, this book is this no. It's a novella. It's about 120 pages, so that's like an afternoon. Um, but yeah, so I I read it, I experience it, and then I go back and read it a second time before we record to take notes. Um, and usually, like I have a good memory for books and not anything else that's more relevant in my life, so <laughs> I can usually sort of remember where I need to start paying attention and jot stuff down. So I think between the two mm. of us, we'll be okay. Yeah, we'll get through it. Yeah. Okay, so I think we've already set it up for you a little bit. It's there's a holiday baking champion uh, competition mm-hmm. thingy. That's kind of the yeah, setup. Yeah, TV this whole show. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so um, both of our heroines uh have won a chance to be on this show basically, and so it starts off with um, the first uh woman at first narrator. Her name is Kiskeya. 
Um, and she is a pastry chef in LA. Uh, she's from the Dominican Republic and she arrives in Scotland two weeks before Christmas for this televised baking competition. Mm-hmm. Um, and she has come with the attitude that she's going to dominate, that she needs to win. Um, but yeah, yeah, I wrote it in quotes, so I'm assuming that it said it in the book, but she is literally not here to make friends. She has her eye on the prize money. Yeah, she says and that. And is not interested in anything else. Yeah. Um, and this competition, um, so unlike the actual Great British Baking Show, which is just what I've had in my mind the whole time reading this book, um, they pair up people. So they pair up a professional chef with a home cook, self-taught yeah. baker. And so she is the professional chef of the pair that she ends up in. Right. Um, and so then when she shows up, the first thing that she has to do is mingle. Oh. Hmm? Yeah. So I, I just remembered. So it's not just money. They also, uh, if you win, you get a job. So you either yeah, get, you get a job at a bakery in... Yeah, yeah. It's either in New York or L.A., I think. Yeah, those are the two choices. It's Farine Mm -hmm. in L.A. and, like, Candela um, in New York. Yeah. I could be butchering those names. I don't know. Um, I believe you. (laughs) I did not write them down. I should also, I'd like to apologize in case I'm pronouncing this woman's name wrong, Kiskea. It's um, very... Dominican and I am very very white but I did my best yeah I we looked it up um and that's kind of the general consensus we found from Google although I swear to god there's a point in the book where um the other woman calls her Kikea so I just don't know and yeah I hope we're getting it right and if not please just let us know it'll obviously be too late because we're recording this right now but we'd like but I'd like to know we want to get it correct we do care yeah we're trying (laughs) We are. So um, in this mingling sesh, we meet the other bakers, um, and their names are Gustavo and Kaori, um, Alex, Derek, and um, the Beccas, <laughs> who are clearly the villains because they're called the Beccas. Um, they're the Beccas. They're white and dumb Instagram influencer types. They both spell their names fucking ridiculous. At least they don't spell it the way I do. Or me. But it's My middle name's Rebecca. Maybe. That's right. Yeah. It's still. We could be the Beckas. Bum me out. We're the Beckas. We're the good Beckas, I hope. We are. The There's an R E B E K A and then an R E H B E C C A, which is fucking insane to my eyeballs. Yeah, that one hurts. It. But you know what? Oh, people would be crazy. Yeah. And they're, they're de- definitely the basic bitches. And then of the gang. <laughs> so once uh, Kiske has ingratiated himself amongst the contestants, in walks Soli Morales, and uh, she is very clearly the love interest because she Kiske sets her like takes one look at her and she's like, uh oh, yeah. Um, and then the POV changes around there, and so every other chapter mm-hmm. switches between Kiske and Sully. Um, and mm-hmm. who speaks and who controls the narrative. Um, and so we learn that Sully is also Dominican and very excited about it. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, she's very talkative. She's super friendly. Um, she's kind of just 
naturally schmoozing with everybody. People just are instantly like attracted to a personality and like her. Um, Kisuke is attracted to her very physically instantly. They both kind of have eyes for each other right away. But that makes Kisuke shut down and decides, I don't need distractions. I'm here to win. So she instantly starts acting super cold to Sully. Where Sully's just like, let's be BFFs. And gotta be Dominican sisters. And she's like, yeah. I came here to win. Yeah, she's so focused on it that she keeps blowing off like even a little bit of friendliness from Sully. Like she's not even being friendly on a human level. She's just like totally shutting down. Like, no, you will not distract me. Sully is also from New York, too. So you can see that like right off the bat, the prize of the apprenticeship, you can kind of see where this is going because one lives in one city and one lives in the other. So, hmm. yeah, what will people choose? Um. But yeah, so Sully is super chatty and Kisuke is really closed off. Um, and uh, yeah, so it's always trying to get at her, but she's not she's not letting her in. And then the contest lady, <laughs> for lack of a better term. <laughs> yeah, I did not write her name down. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't either. She's the contest lady. That's that's what I wrote. <laughs> But yeah, so the setup for the um the TV challenge is that there are three days of challenges with a practice day in between each. Um, and then, like Becca said, that they pair one chef and one home cook together. So Sully and Kisuke are obviously paired together to Sully's delight and Kisuke's chagrin. Yeah. Um, so the before the contest starts, everyone all goes sightseeing because they are in Scotland bt dubs um sully wants to have fun and kisuke just wants to focus and like think about the contest and she upsets sully when she says she doesn't want to go over top with dominican culture and flavors when they're competing um and they you know she's pretty thrown off right from the beginning too which is understandable um not wanting to be a token and the fact that there are two dominican women her first thought was pretty much like, please don't just throw us together for the sake of throwing us together. And, and that's, that's exactly, exactly what, what they do. Yeah. So and they, you know, that. the, the showrunners are playing into that stereotype of, well, yeah. they're from the same place. So they're the fucking same. Right. And it's instantly so disappointing to them. Well, to specifically to Kiskea, because she does not want to just play into that. She wants right. to just be her own baker and be her own person. Right. I um I I did really like that aspect of it cuz it's like, you know, immigrant experiences aren't a monolith. So you have two different people even though they're from the same place have two totally different relationships with their their culture and their origins. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that's going to play up throughout the entire story. Um so, oh yeah, there's a uh fuck up with the hotel rooms and they have to share a bed. Oh no, guys! Oh shit! They're gonna they're gonna have to sleep together, like butt to butt. <laughs> I don't, sorry, guys. I've been drinking for an hour. <laughs> so yeah, I from what I wrote down in my scant notes, um, I think they they start getting it on immediately. Is what I wrote down. Um, um, 
and they start getting along a little bit better. Yeah, they they basically almost make out like immediately that first day. Um, but it God, takes, them, tw- it takes them like, like 24 hours to actually really yeah there's definitely a lot of flirting and a lot of sully being like what the fuck is her problem yeah you know she seems into me but then she acts so cold and it's it really is just how much kiskeo wants to focus on winning um but they just it takes a while to for them to open up to each other about right which is i mean fair they don't know each other um yeah so like i get kiskeya's reticence to just spill her guts and clearly like her story is very like painful to her like she grew up actually in the dominican republic versus sully who was born in new york but just you know feels very connected to her culture kiskeya grew up there and left for her career but also because she felt like she couldn't be her full self they don't say it outwardly but it's because she's gay like so, I mean, that's got to be very painful. So, yeah. Um. Oh, yeah. I wrote there's an almost kiss broken up by a wardrobe check. So, yeah, they're just like really just flirting and teasing each other for that first like full day of the challenge. Um, They butt heads planting flavors because Kisuke, like because she's so focused on winning, she mm-hmm. is like kind of taking over the choices and Sully doesn't like that. Sully also yeah, wants some she's more. she's being a total control freak and yeah, she doesn't want to lean on the Dominican flavors, but Sully, that's what she loves to do. Right. And she doesn't want to back down from it. Right. And so they. And she's a very bombastic person in general where she, she doesn't want to just take the back seat and say like, oh, you're the professional chef. You take over. She's yeah, like, she, no, I have says, skills. I want yeah. to use them. She was like, I earned my rent on this show too. So I yeah. get to have an input and they compromise. It definitely leans more in Kisuke's favor but Sully gets like one of the things that they have to make um she gets her Dominican flavors and then uh, of the three things the Dominican flavor uh the casita cookies are the ones mm-hmm. that I think the judges like the most so clearly she's onto something there um and uh Kisuke I think after that is a better compromiser when it comes for them planning the actual uh challenges um so yeah uh alex and derek who we don't give a shit about get eliminated although i think it's implied that they're also getting busy behind the scenes so just yeah i think so too everyone's baking and everyone's horny <laughs> and everyone's in scotland like just what a great time <laughs> it just does seem like what a dream i know just like I, <laughs> with the exception of the beckas because you always need a villain it like everyone gets along yeah. you're in scotland like it's just everything sounds really it's so it sounds beautiful. like a hallmark it's movie. christmas time yeah it, it really does it's, i would love for them to make this one of those hallmark christmas movies it's not white enough and it doesn't involve <laughs> quitting your high-powered job to go mate with a farm boy in like ohio (laughs) i'm serious i really think that like because i i fell down a rabbit hole of like a lot of hallmark movies um hallmark christmas movies specifically because they're so bad and it seems like anytime a woman is successful she quits her job and it's always about how like these rural middle of nowhere places are so magical and so i think it's like the Hallmark Channel just exists to assure middle America, middle-aged Stays white women. populated. <laughs> yeah. That, like, what they've, the choices they've made from their life are, like, the right ones. And they just needed oh, a God. television channel to tell them that. I don't know. <laughs> 
I don't know. But I mean, I've I, only I would... watched a couple and one of them was absolutely insane. And it was like a woman trapped in a snow globe. Oh, and it, was, it was it was bockers. <laughs> oh, know God, I've watched. So I many. was shocked. <laughs> there was one with like a dead Victorian ghost boy, but it, he was just dressed like a modern <laughs> hipster. Oh, God. Oh, it, my God. I think I saw that one. Yeah, they did that, that was, on How to the Skinny. Yeah, I was going to say, I think it was one yeah. of those movies. But yeah, I. I love those movies. They're so stupid. Ugh, <laughs> uh, that's a, that's a uh, okay, whole other podcast. Yeah, yeah. There's a giant gap. I just am remembering, like where I did not write a single note down because I just skipped to the very end here, which is stupid. That's okay. Um, I got notes. Okay, I got good. us. I got us. I mean, I remember they. Yeah, they they butt heads for a little while, and then they start opening up to each other um specifically Kiske is opening up to Sully she's relaxing her rules a bit more about the kind of stuff that they're gonna bake she's giving over a little bit more control to her mm-hmm. um and also they just start banging yeah which is awesome yeah it's probably some of the best like written sex that we've read too because like the dialogue that happens in it is like pretty normal well yeah I, well, and I the, hate using the word normal, but, you know, it, it doesn't sound like some of the, it's not unnatural dialogue, I'd say. Yeah. Well, and the, some of the descriptors in the book are just so beautiful. And like, yeah, I didn't write down context for them. I just wrote down a couple words. But I think it was just when um, Kizkeya was seeing Sully for the first time and just the way she was describing her. She said something about obliterated I didn't write down full sentences. That's okay. Devastating. Like, there's just beautiful descriptors in this book. Yeah, really, really passionate language. Um, yeah. They have two different body types, but both appreciate the other. Um, and no one hates their body, which is great. Yeah. Um, Kisuke th- seems a little more conservative, but she doesn't, not for, like, c- covering up shame reasons. Yeah. Um. Oh, one thing to note before they started getting on is because we we learn about Kisuke's immigrant experience, but then also we learn that Sully has been taking care of her mom after a fall and has sidelined her own goals. So like this is kind of the contest for her is a way to kind of get back on track, open her own yeah. online bakery. Um, but yeah, no the once they they start doing it, it's just delightful. Um, so um. During the second challenge, Sully asks uh, if Kiskea would take the apprenticeship in New York, and she kind of bristles at that. So that's like their their present t- tension is over that since they're getting along. Uh, they found a good rhythm working together. So that's that's the new conflict. Um, Kaori and Gustavo get cut. And so then the finale is just going to be our Dominican gals and the Beccas. Um, mm-hmm. And Sully suspects something is up with the Beccas, but she doesn't really know what it is. Yeah. So the Beccas just happen to keep uh, baking the same flavors as some of the other bakers. And Sully is just thinking at that point that, like, what a coincidence. It seems like they're up to something. Right. And that uh, they're kind of ripping off some of the flavors. But how would they know? You exactly. Know? Um. And so um, the day before the final challenge, um, they're um, doing their practice bakes because 
remember there's like a day between each challenge where they can kind of futz mm-hmm. around in the kitchen and they decide that they've got this on lock and they decide to just fuck around in the kitchen instead and yeah. um um that's important to note because on the final challenge day the Beccas have stolen their idea and they have a timed advantage that they won from the last challenge. So yeah. there's like a so snow they, globe. They literally stole their idea book or, yeah. you know, yeah. someone's journal or something while they were yeah. literally fucking around yeah. in the kitchen. Um, yeah. The Beccas kind of snatched their journal. Yeah. Um, Sorry, there's a cat climbing on me and it was painful. Ow! Which cat? <laughs> Dusty. Dusty? He's being a little whiny baby. Aww. I can't see him. This is so weird. I'm used to your cats climbing all over us <laughs> while we he just escaped. Record. Oh, he's back. Such um, but baby. yeah, so the the Beckas have stolen their idea. It's there it's something involving like a sugar glass snow globe. It sounds really cool. And they're flipping the fuck out. Specifically Kiskea. She's panicked at because as she Ow. reveals oh. <laughs> he just hit me in the mouth. <laughs> Say hi, Dusty. Make it worth it. Oh, he's very angry. Okay, you can go. Bye. <laughs> but so K- Kiskea um, reveals that she's freaking out as badly as she is. Um, and Sully is like, "It's gonna be fine. We'll fl- think up new flavors." And they do. But she's panicked because this is her last chance to renew her visa. So if she doesn't win, if she doesn't mm-hmm. get this job, she's fucked, and she has to go back to the Dominican Republic. Um, so Sully feels really rebuffed because of Kisuke's attitude. Um, and so, you know, they put their heads down, they bake their best and they win, which is awesome. But Sully leaves without saying goodbye. So it kind of feels Mm -hmm. like losing. Um, I will say that, like, I thought that that final conflict between them was sort of the weakest because like. Kisuke wasn't being a dick when she said this is my last chance to like get my yeah. visa but Sully was really hurt by it regardless um but well you know, yeah I think feelings are from what I remember she was a lot like how could you not tell me but you know they did just meet that yeah week. like things progressed with them very quickly but also you still barely know a person yeah that's like she's not obligated to give you everything she's given you plenty considering you've known each other like a week yeah yeah um but yeah, so they win and it's exciting, but neither of them really feel super great about it, obviously. Yeah. Um, so then we uh, move ahead to Christmas Eve. We're in New York. Sully is back with her mom. They're getting ready for the holiday, but she's sad and her mom's really cute. She's like her mom texts her throughout the, the show, too. So you can see she's really supporting yeah. and loving and it's kind of like you know, the opposite of what Kisuke has with her family. Yeah, and I'm just remembering now, Sully's mom also, like, instantly started following Kisuke on Instagram and was, like, texting her and commenting on her stuff and things like that and was just, like, very adorable and supportive. Yeah, like, I'm gonna be your mom, too. The vibe I got. Um, But yeah, (laughs) so she's like, you love her! You need to, like, find her, talk to her! Um, And then she doesn't have to because Kiskea shows up. She and took the New York internship. Instead of the LA one that she wanted. Twist. Because <laughs> of love. Love. I wrote that. I wrote love. Two exclamation points. 
And so it's just really sweet and very moving. Um, and then it cuts. So one year later, they're still in love. They're engaged. Kiske is the executive chef at Canela. Um, and Sully is managing an online bakery. They're killing it in work, in life, in love. And that's it. And that's just some good shit. The end. <laughs> the end. Yeah, it was... Uh... It was so delightful. It was such a fun setting. Mm -hmm. Like, I just love that setting. I love all the stuff with the baking. Like, yeah, that was a new premise into that in general. Yeah, Yeah. I love baking. Um, I do it all the time, but I don't fall in love with I do it, I guess. That's what's missing. Um, but yeah, so this was just so much fun to read. And it was like a quick read too. Um, we um the the stories that we've read have kind of run the gamut lengthwise. This was like 125 pages, I want to say, and it was just real snappy. Yeah. Um, I appreciated that. Sometimes shit doesn't have to be 300 pages, guys. Sometimes it yeah. doesn't. And that's oh okay. my gosh, yeah. There's especially some of the traditional romance novels, there's just so long of a gap in between anything right. interesting happening. Right. I guess like, for the sake of filling it out to look like a real book, which you don't yeah. need to do that. Sometimes no, you can just read something for enjoyment. Novellas are legit. Short stories yeah. are legit. Like every like length of thing, every length of writing is perfectly valid. Just don't waste my time. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, like they could have been really repetitive about the ways that, you know, our two leads butted heads, but they weren't. They found like a similar thread, but like kind of hit it in different ways each time. I liked it. Yeah. All right. So let's break this down a bit. Let's talk about our characters. Um, I mean, we hit on them a little bit, but like you know, as romantic leads and stuff. Um, you obviously were working with two women this time, which is dope. Um, but you can kind of see, like, when some of the romances that we've read, there's, like, pretty common tropes that we find in almost all the stories, and these women still fit them. So it's not necessarily, like, divided by gender. If you have one who's, like, really gregarious and then one who's, like, really closed off, um, which is definitely a common. Dharma and Greg type of thing. Yeah. Oh man, I haven't thought about that show in a hundred years. <laughs> um, but the, but the thing I loved about it also is that um, Kiskea was she's very like business like on the outside, even down to the way she dressed. She was very mm -hmm. utilitarian. But then, like any sex scene, anytime she was being romantic with Sully, she was just like. She was filthy. fully. She was filthy, and I love. <laughs> yeah, it. she didn't hold back about anything. Like once she opened up, she was fucking open, like yeah. literally. She oh. <laughs> she was not holding back at all. She was a no. Freak. Like I just no. love that it wasn't like trying to coax something out of her sexually. She right. just there fully nothing... had her agency in that area and was like, and you know, I think that's why the character Sully was so interested in her too. Is just like, ooh, I get to melt your icy exterior, and then you're. Like, so warm and amazing underneath. Yeah. It wasn't like, trying to teach someone how to be. She was already exactly she, who she was. Exactly. Yeah, no one needed to change anything about anyone 
literally the only thing that changed is that Kiskea took a different internship, but they accepted who each of them were and yeah. celebrated that. Yeah. And they they were very different just personality types. Yeah. And, you know, they just loved each other for that and not trying to get the other person to be more like them. Yeah. And I also think that, like, of the, you know, the of the stories that we've read where there's your lead romantic couples are butting heads because that's pretty common. I think that, like, the reasoning for Kiskea being as brusque as she was was probably the best because a lot of times it's like, oh, some girl broke my heart. No, I hate all yeah. women. Like, bullshit like that. But this was like, no, I am an immigrant. Um, I do not have a good relationship with my family. I have to win or I'm getting fucking kicked out of the country. So I got to concentrate. It's not even that I don't yeah. like you. I just need to focus. Yeah. Um, and that's fair. I get it. Absolutely. Um. All right. Let's uh, talk about um, the feminism of all this. I mean, it's a lot of women. So like, passes the Bechdel test because they do talk about yeah. stuff other than romance with each other yeah or men they don't talk about romance with men at all <laughs> yeah men really take a back seat in this there are men there's a couple contestants who are men but they're just there to be supportive it's great um it kind of reminds me of did you see a portrait of a lady on fire no it's incredible it's on amazon i think but um it's this mm-hmm. french movie where this woman is hired to paint another woman um and it's supposed Mm -hmm. to be an engagement gift to a man but there's no men in the movie except right at the very end there's like one that shows up and it's just like what are you doing here (laughs) and so anytime like a man shows up i wasn't quite that level of like disgusted but like i was definitely like oh what are you doing here well yeah even though they were nice yeah it it was nice that they weren't ever like a a foil to them they weren't a relationship foil no one else was trying to get after them yeah and i mean the dudes were definitely wrapped up in each other for sure and like and just kind of buddies specifically with sully even like with the villains the beccas like the the takedown of them wasn't sexist it wasn't about their looks there wasn't any competition with them to get a man or get a woman or anything Mm -hmm. um it was literally just down to skill and maybe a little bit of personality because kiskea likes to trash talk or like (laughs) not out loud like when her pov um yeah chapters were out there she just like think mean shit um not say it uh but that's it it was all like competition paced it wasn't petty um yeah which is pretty dope um all right and then the appeal of this book is everything about it for for me (laughs) so yeah we i think we started the appeal thing based on um kind of the genres that we were going down right which specifically were things that typically are off the wall. Still like not trying shifters. to pass judgment, but like the bears and right. But this like you know, a- vampires. That va- sexy vampires is a thing. The pirates and like all that other kind of stuff. And what is the appeal of that exact specific right. thing? And with this book, I I mean, I don't really know what I'm gonna call this episode because I don't think we have a 
a specific theme, that's our thing. Because it's not like... I guess here's a genre about baking competition shows. You yeah, know? It's, it does seem like very, very niche. But um, I was going to say for me, like thinking about this question, thinking of appeal, I was thinking of like the setting being a competition because mm. we haven't read that. So that is like, I mean, it's not a werewolf, but it's weird. Yeah, it's it's a really interesting and unexpected situation to be put in. So. Yeah, and it's the circumstances that put them together to meet in the first place. Exactly. So it's a great, you know, it's a great way of bringing them together, a great way of fueling conflict, but also, um, you know, cohesion. Um, it The stakes were actually, like, it's a baking show, so it's not life or death, but, like, I, I actually felt, like, degrees of anxiety. <laughs> oh, definitely. O- over well, it. and, you know, the stakes for... For Kiske for Kiskea and Sully were yeah, they, pretty personal and serious for them. Right. It wasn't just a matter of like, I want ten thousand dollars because I want it. Right. It was, you know, a, a couple of life changing things. Right. So like for that, I'd I mean, I maybe it just loving food and loving baking too, that like, you know, it was nice to relate to a story a little more. Um but yeah so like i just found the setting very appealing i'd read other baking or other competitions than necessarily baking i think just like yeah. interesting settings like that like reality tv competition yeah <laughs> I, yeah that's definitely interesting and it's it's more relatable in the way that we watch these shows, not so much that we're on these reality competition yeah. shows, but like some of the other sort of themes that we've seen are like security guards. Like there's a whole thing, not to keep talking about the bears, but there's a whole series that's just about like a bear security guard family. Yeah. But like, okay, that's. I don't know. So specific. It it is interesting to see some other circumstances where people are put together. Yeah. Other than something that's like ridiculously contrived. And I feel like especially like starting off, we were mostly looking for the ridiculously contrived because that was what was interesting to us at the beginning. Yeah. Um, like just the weirder setup for a bone session, the better <laughs> it seemed like. At least for me, you know. Yeah. Oh, definitely. That, that was really my gateway. Was people that started this bears. whole rabbit hole situation in the first place? <laughs> and years later, we're still digging. Um. <laughs> so yeah, like it, it, finding a more ground. Like it sounds crazy to call reality TV competition more grounded, but a more grounded situation almost does yeah. feel just as wild, just because it's such a deviation for us. And it, it just, it's so reflect, refreshingly nice to yeah. read something that's got such good quality. It's another and thing. And really takes care with the characters. It takes care with the adjectives. Like, it's right. just a really good read. Yeah. Yeah. There's no playing on stereotypes. Um, like, we, we have two people from the same country of origin, but that have two totally different relationships with it um yeah yeah it's huh i loved it and that yeah it's such an important part of that story too and it's so beautifully done in my mm-hmm. mind like yeah also, they both have completely different relationships with their own culture and work it out to some degree yeah 
Also, this book is like super gay because I think, like I said, there's another set of contestants that they kind of hinted were uh, getting busy behind the scenes yeah. as well. And they were two dudes. So um, just so often um, when you have an LGBTQ storyline, it ends in death um, or there's a plot line about acceptance um, and there's a lot of hatred put yeah you know people's way so it's just you know it's always nice for that to not have to be part of the plot at yeah all. and th- yeah there's a little bit like you said they they hint around a bit about that in kiss Kaya's past yeah it seems like her family is not so accepting and it's part of the reason why she wanted to leave and kind of find her own way in life um but it's not the case for Sully, and you get to see Sully have a great relationship with her parents. Yeah. And there's there's just no one way to be a queer person. There's no one no. background that people come from. And it just, you know, it's it's helpful to see relatable stories in all sorts of ways where if you do come from a background where you had unaccepting parents, um, it can be cathartic to read about that and read about people working through it or finding their happiness past it. Um, and it also is really nice to see something where there isn't that sort of pain and trauma and you can just see happy queer stories that just get to be happy and they get to end in a marriage just like a fucking Shakespeare comedy. Yeah. You know, they get to have that happily ever after without a lot of pain along the way. It just, it does suck how often queer stories are, go hand in hand with pain and trauma yeah. and, you know, death potentially, depending yeah, on how bad yeah, of a writer a, they are. The trope is called kill your gaze. Like, literally, it just seems like that there's just no happy ending for yeah. gay couples in movie and TV, and it's just exhausting. Yeah, and, you know, this is... This is something I've said before where so many of the romance novels we read end in an engagement or end in a marriage. And we get it here, even yeah. though it's not your typical waspy white hetero people. Yeah. Everyone deserves happiness. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about the steaminess. So steamy. Like the most. The most steamy. 11 out of 10. <laughs> yeah. Like, um... Uh, yeah the the way it's written is very um just well just very good the dialogue between the two like in the business of boning down is like really naturalistic (laughs) um i think we said like once kisgea gives herself permission to like get busy she's a little filth monster um (laughs) but it's just like yeah, it's the, the, it's very steamy. I think the seeds are very well written. You can see the passion building. Um, you can see it's just it's very lovingly written, very appreciative of like the characters and stuff like that. And it's just really nice. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Lovingly written like it, it's definitely written with um, an eye on what the quality of this would be an eye on uh i don't know I also my brain's just, broken that's okay <laughs> <laughs> um even yeah i've noticed even like because we've been trying to explore mostly like female writers when we're talking mm-hmm. about these but even then sometimes the sex scenes feel very like male-centric 
Yeah. Very like, you know, penetration heavy. And most women do not get off on just that. So like, you know, there's not a lot of penetration here. Yeah. Uh, Well, and yeah, they definitely, they're, both characters are interested in making the other character happy. They're interested in the, their own selves being happy. Right. No one's giving anything up or taking anything from another person. They are both there together. They're both on board so hard. Yeah. They accept notes and suggestions. Like, (laughs) it's just some good shit. Um, so yeah. 10 out of 10. Um, and now, uh, we usually like to talk about the genitalia euphemisms and stuff, but there really wasn't any. The only here. one I wrote down was her heat. Yeah, I've I still can't wrap my head around heat as a <laughs> noun for vagina, but yeah, that's the only like weird one. Otherwise, it's yeah, I don't know if they said it often or if it was just the only one, but that's the only one I wrote down. Now, there's a lot of mention of if not referring to it specifically as a heat, there was a lot mm-hmm. of talk about just general warmth in that vicinity. Yeah. <laughs> Which, I, I mean, mean, I guess it's not wrong. I was going to say, it's not wrong. It's a little strange to read, but it's not wrong. Um, <laughs> but yeah, definitely not the first time it's been referred to as a heat. But yeah, there's no fun euphemisms, but that's okay. Yeah, I I feel like something in society really built us up to expect a lot of, like, pulsating or throbbing Heating. or, I don't know. There's just a lot of euphemisms I thought would exist that they we have really not found yet. Yeah. Even reading some of the traditional stuff, they're just not there. They're, like, heaving bosoms. Like, we have not found that yet. No, not really. I'm still Maybe determined to find it. Like, even though I, nine times out of ten when we get to this portion, we're just like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's such a letdown. Um, but I do have a book of romance novels that my mom dropped off to me that she had had from her younger days. So oh, I dip. definitely want to see what's there because it's definitely some, I guess, 80s and 90s era type stuff. Oh, right on. Yeah, I have two books that I'm looking at right now, and one of them, actually, I don't know if either of them, how steamy either is going to be, but I told you about one of them. It's weird, and we're mm-hmm. going to talk about it. <laughs> Not to give anything away to our listener. Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. But yeah, I just really, really love this book, and I want everyone to read it. Yes. I agree. Um, well, that's all the notes that I have about it. Yeah, I think I'm good. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely go read this book, even though we told you everything that happens, it's still absolutely worth it. Um, yeah. we'll definitely be on the lookout for anything else written by this author, uh, Adriana Herrera. Heck yes. Yes. Good work, Adriana. Thank you. Um, all right. I think that about wraps it up for us. Um, we have a couple more ideas, so hopefully we'll be uh, coming back here sooner rather than later. But mm-hmm. who knows? 2020 is a hellhole. So. It is. <laughs> it, at, at, at the very least has forced me to do more things like this remotely instead of putting off, you know, a drive. Or, you know, like I have friends in New York that I don't 
I they've been in New York this last like five or so years, and I never ever thought to let's video chat, let's video or you know let's record a podcast or anything like that. But now it's like, right. oh yeah, this is a thing that technology has allowed for a long time now that we just haven't so. like clued in on yet but we could have been yeah. doing this whole time <laughs> yeah exactly and i miss seeing you in person so much but Ugh, this is also very easy we can yeah. just fucking do this whenever so yeah maybe we'll be a little more productive or maybe, maybe we'll collapse into depression and drink a lot of wine and hide under blankets you just don't know week to week anymore no you just gotta take Slash it one day, day at a day. time <laughs> yeah honestly like even a day sometimes i'm like three moods in a day i'm like yeah. it's gonna be fine and then i've descended to like today is jeff and it's <laughs> been like four hours and i've just yeah you know and then i'm fine by dinner meaning pizza and i'm like you know it's fine but yeah so who knows who fucking knows <laughs> You guys can't see me because this is audio, but I shaved my head. So clearly, like, we're doing great. <laughs> it looks great. I love it. Thank you. I actually do, too. Um, I only meant to do you have it very like, lush once. hair. It's so thick, even though it's so short. It's it's bananas. I, I just shaved it like a week and a half ago. It's already <laughs> you can't see my scalp anymore. It's bananas. Yeah. I need my hair to stop growing. Make my hair stop growing. <laughs> and on that note, Becca, where can you find us on the internet? Well, Kelly, you can find us at CD Reads on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And I will be updating those things shortly so people have stuff to look at. Yeah, we have some, uh, we'll have some pictures and stuff and tweets. I go on the I internet. I meant to take a picture of our, our chat video situation. Oh, yeah. Let's do that now while we're recording, because that this makes for really good radio. Pause for effect. Ding. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> oh, we're cute. You guys can't see, but you'll we're see adorable. Soon. <laughs> you'll see eventually. Check Instagram later. Yeah. At CD Reads. Yeah. All right, y'all. We'll hopefully have more stuff for you soon. Bye. Bye. Habiendo ser manito compartiendo